In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the progression of Canada's sick population, which was zero in 1896 to the hundreds of thousands it is today. Stay tuned. Hello, my name is Nafgirin, and welcome to this episode of Mazedar Sansar. First of all, let me give you a brief history of Canada. Humans migrated to what is now known as Canada at least 15,000 years ago, and they settled across various parts of this land, which is abundant in its beauty and natural resources. Settlers from Greenland and Iceland, also known as Vikings, came to Canada about 1,000 years ago. Then approximately 500 years later, Europeans began coming to Canada. The French and British fought over the issue of who had the claim over this land and eventually the British won about 250 years ago. The first Indian immigrants who came to Canada were Sikhs. In May of 1897, four Sikhs arrived in Vancouver on their way to Queen Victoria's Diamond Jubilee celebration. They were Rasaldar Gurdet Singh, Rasaldar Major Sher Singh, Rasaldar Major Hakam Singh and Rasaldar Major Kesar Singh. Many believe Kesar Singh was the first Sikh to ever settle in Canada. In 1902, more Punjabi soldiers arrived in British Columbia and became interested in settling there. Because of Canada's greenery, it was evident that the soil was rich so the early settlers knew it would be ideal to farm on. As a result, many Punjabi men began moving to Canada between 1904 and 1908. About 5,000 Sikhs had arrived during this time period. They worked in lumber mills, mines, and laying tracks for the Canadian Pacific Railway. However, they were paid less than the white workers. Since the pay was so low, it was easier for them to live together in groups of 20 to 50 individuals. At first, the white Canadians were intrigued by Sikhs, but eventually became wary of these immigrants, perhaps forgetting that they themselves had just immigrated to Canada as well. In the beginning, the Canadian government was preoccupied with regulating Chinese and Japanese migration. And since Sikhs had fought for the British Army, they were preferred for employment over other Asian immigrants. So for some time, South Asians were able to fly under the radar and easily find jobs. As the Sikh population increased, so did the racial tension. Many white workers disliked the Punjabi men because they worked harder for less money. This made them preferred by employers, costing some Caucasian workers their jobs. In 1907, from September 7th to 9th, Vancouver witnessed anti-Oriental riots. Fortunately, no one was killed, but there was extensive damage done to property owned by Asians. The main victims were those of Japanese and Chinese descent. However, Sikhs were targeted as well, since they are so easily visible. Although Punjabis were liked by the British, the Canadian government tried to scare them back to India and prevent them from seeking employment. In 1907, 1,072 Sikhs left Canada to go to California in the United States. The Canadian government attempted to convince South Asians to move to Central American countries, saying that they were better suited for that climate. Pretty much everyone declined the offer. However, 1,710 more Sikhs left for California in 1908. 1908 was also the year when the first Gurdwara in North America was opened. It was built at West 2nd Avenue in Vancouver and the inauguration date was January 19th. The Gurdwara had been built under the Khalsa Diwan Society, which had been established on July 22, 1906. The Khalsa Diwan Society played a large role in creating a sense of community amongst the Sikhs. Initially, this organization was concentrated in the Vancouver area, but they also expanded to Abbotsford, where they opened another place of worship named Gursik Temple. 
1908, the Canadian government had changed the migration regulations to make it more difficult for Asians to move to Canada. Earlier, a person had to have $20 in their possessions, but after the change, they were required to have $200, which at the time was an inconceivable amount for most. Meanwhile, Europeans continued to only need $20. The second change was the Continuous Journey Regulation, in which a person could only arrive to Canada if they came directly from their country of origin. This was especially targeting the Punjabi population because there was no direct route from India to Canada. Gurdit Singh was a rich businessman living in Singapore. Knowing the struggles being faced by Sikhs who were trying to get into Canada, he wanted to help. He bought a Japanese ship named Kamagatamaru. It sails from Calcutta to Vancouver with 337 Sikhs, 27 Muslims, and 12 Hindus. Once it arrived at Canada's west coast in 1914, the ship was prevented from docking. Only 24 of the passengers were admitted to Canada and the remaining were forced to return to India. Upon arriving back in Calcutta, the British colonial government deemed that the ship was filled with dangerous lawbreakers who had returned to start a rebellion in the country. The ship docked at the city Bajbaj, where the police attempted to arrest Gurdit Singh and other perceived leaders of the group. They resisted arrest and a riot ensued. The police opened fire, killing 20 men and injuring 9. Gurdit Singh managed to escape but later turned himself in and was imprisoned for five years. Even today, the Kamagatamaru incident is used to point out the major discrepancies which were present in the Canadian immigration laws, and the government has since issued a formal apology. If you are interested in an in-depth episode dedicated to the Kamagatamaru incident, then let me know. In 1907, a 14-year-old boy named Bakam Singh had arrived in British Columbia. He moved to Toronto in 1914. He is one of the first known Sikhs to live in Ontario and one of the nine Sikhs who fought with the Canadian Army in World War I. On April 23, 1915, Buckham Singh enlisted in the Canadian Overseas Expeditionary Force. He was seriously injured a number of times over the years but returned to active service every time after recovery. In May of 1917, Buckham Singh developed severe tuberculosis and later died on August 27, 1919. The coming week marks the 100th anniversary of his passing. His grave can be found at Mount Hope Cemetery in Kitchener, Ontario, and his is the only known grave of a Canadian Sikh soldier from the World Wars. Canada's strict immigration regulations prevented the Sikhs in Canada from bringing over their families. As a result, they used the Washington-British Columbia border to bring them over illegally. By the time the government took notice, it is said that around 300 South Asians in BC were illegal immigrants. However, this time, the Canadian government decided to support them by not having them deported. In fact, they were encouraged to gain residency in Canada. Even with all the social and economic inequalities faced by the Sikh immigrants, they were able to buy land and start small businesses. Around the 1920s, the restrictions against bringing wives and children were lifted. This made immigrating to Canada much more appealing for Punjabis, so they started immigrating in family units. This allowed for a second boom in the Canadian Sikh population as it had decreased significantly over the past decade. In the 1940s, employment rates were low and the wages had decreased to more than 20%. British Columbia created a law which stated that 25% of the employees would be paid 25% less. Of course, this inequality was always implemented on the Asian workers. Throughout these times, Sikhs continued to live in large groups. 
The emotional and financial support provided by living in such communities greatly benefited them even through the Great Depression of 1930. As time passed, the Canadian government began to show greater support for the six. Members of the Khalsa Divan Society and others raised the desire for voting rights for South Asians in 1943. In 1945, a law was passed which allowed those who had fought in the Second World War to vote. In 1947, voting rights were granted to all South Asians as a result of the demands of the Sikhs. In 1943, 98% of the Sikh population of Canada resided in Vancouver. Significant South Asian immigration to Ontario began in the 1950s. As a result of the work of the East Indian Canadian Citizens Welfare Association and the Khalsa Devan Society, more and more Sikhs were able to migrate to Canada from all over the world. These groups also assisted in the election of the first Sikh to a city council in Mission, BC. The Sikh population in Canada was quickly growing at this time. Many skilled and highly educated Sikhs arrived throughout the 1960s and 70s. Apart from going to British Columbia, they also started settling in Ontario, with most of them choosing to live in the cities of and between Windsor and Toronto. Many also migrated to Montreal, Quebec. As the population of Sikhs continued to increase in Canada, they built gurudwaras in every major city. These places of worship provided meaningful religious services along with a greater sense of community, where Sikhs could meet and provide moral support to each other as they all continued their life's journey in Canada. In 1979, the first Nagarkirtan was held in Vancouver to celebrate the 500th birth anniversary of Guru Amardasji, the third Guru of Sikhs. Nagarkirtans have been organized every year after that, and every year the number of participants has grown. During the 70s and 80s, the Khalsa Devan Society had also experienced significant growth. They were able to purchase more land and resources to aid in supporting the Sikh community further. On June 1st of 1984, Indira Gandhi initiated Operation Blue Star to attack Sri Harmandir Sahib, popularly known as the Golden Temple, Sri Akal Takht Sahib, and many other Gurdwaras throughout India. During this operation, the Akal Takht, the Vatican of Six, was destroyed by deploying artillery and tanks. These events led to her death, which was used as an excuse for the mass killing of Six in 1984. Although these have been termed as riots, technically the events that took place at that time do not fit the definition of a riot, but rather an attempted genocide of Six. Understandably, the attack on Harmandir Sahib and Akal Takht enraged Canadian Sikhs. Tens of thousands of Sikhs and members of other faiths protested at Canadian consulates all across the country. The authorities in Canada were very impressed by this display of unity and protest. They conveyed the displeasure of Sikhs to the Indian government. The Sikhs of Canada were torn that such heinous acts could be done to their holiest place of worship, and that too by the government of their country of origin. They had come to Canada to create better lives for themselves, but seeing the Indian government attack their community in such a way was heartbreaking. Even though they were deeply hurt by all this, they continued to contribute to the Canadian society. In 1986, Sikh members of the Metro Toronto Police were allowed to wear turbans while on duty. In 1993, bilingual signs were put up in English and Punjabi to recognize the Vancouver Punjabi market. After being denied entry to a Royal Canadian Legion in 1993, Lieutenant Colonel Pritham Singh Jahal fought for and won the right for Sikhs to wear turbans in legions. 
1995, the Vasaki Nagakitan Parade was officially recognized by the Canadian government, and civil unrest surrounding the events of 1984 in India slowly eased as Nagakitan parades became more widespread in Canada. In 2002, the Gursikh Temple, which had been built in 1911, was deemed a national historic landmark by the then Prime Minister Jean Chrétien. This Gurdwara celebrated 100 years in 2011, and that year was also declared the centennial year for Canadian Sikhs. The Gursikh Temple is the only Gurdwara outside India and Pakistan to have the status of a historical landmark and symbol. In 2012, the Akal Takht was requested by the Indian Overseas Congress to issue a directive for removal of all Khalistan symbols present in Canadian Gurdwaras because they believed that Canadian Sikhs were turning militant. This notion was of course pushed back because Canadians have the right to hold and express their political views freely. Stephen Harper had even mentioned that simply promoting the idea of a Khalistan homeland is not illegal in any way. And the mere expression of political opinions should not be confused with violence and terrorism. In 2013, the government of Ontario declared April to be Sikh Heritage Month. Thereafter, in November 2018, the federal government decided it to be celebrated throughout Canada. In 2014, Lieutenant Colonel Harjit Singh Sajjan commanded the same regiment that had opposed the Kamagata Maru 100 years earlier. He is the first Sikh to command a Canadian regiment. Four of the 20 Punjabis who were elected as MPs in the 2015 Canadian election later became part of the Cabinet of Canada. Under Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, Navdeep Vance is the Minister of Innovation, Science and Economic Development. Harjit Singh Sajjan is the Minister of National Defence. Amarjit Sohi is the Minister of Infrastructure and Communities, and Bardeesh Jagger is the Minister of Small Businesses and Tourism. Jagmeet Singh, the current leader of the federal New Democratic Party, is the first turban wearing Sikh to sit in Ontario's legislature. On October 1, 2017, he became the first person of a visible minority to be elected the leader of a Canadian federal political party. Canada is a great country to live in and I'm proud to call it my home. I'm grateful to all the Sikhs throughout history that came to Canada and persevered. They worked very hard to make this country their home and they helped pave the path for families like mine. Thanks for listening to today's Mazadar Sansar episode. I hope you got to learn something new. Please subscribe, like, and share this episode with your friends and family. My name is Nafgirin and we'll meet again on September 18th with a new topic. Until then, do what makes you happy as long as you're not hurting others or yourself. Bye.